Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook question and answer podcast for NL Supercoach round 14. Tim Williams on deck to take your questions Post uh, Origin Day, so apologies in advance if uh, I'm a bit down as a diehard Blues fan. Nah, congratulations to the Maroons last night. They the better side on the night. The the mighty Blues had their opportunities, but we didn't take them. Uh, Discipline cruel us at times. You know when we led with what was it ten to go, and the Maroons went down to me and they had their injuries. We had every right to, to win that game. They had every right to lose it, but uh, they showed a bit more ticker than us. So could be here for three days and chatting about the game, but. We're here for Supercoach, so let's get stuck into the questions. Now, firstly, there's obviously lots of... We're still waiting on information of of potential restings out of the state of origin camps, uh, out of, well, probably club land, I should say, out of players that do get rested that will impact Supercoach quite significantly this week. So that'll obviously impact trades, players that do sit and people that do play this round. So... Keep flexible with your trade plans, uh, and we'll go from there. Guys, first question from Homer. In order to upgrade Crossland to Cody Walker, I need to downgrade Kyle Felt someone under 320k. Who's the best option out of Xavier Coates, Rocco Berry, Richie Kenner, or Junior Porga? Leaning towards Kenner, thanks. So, just having a quick look at these guys, initially I was like, oh, Xavier Coates, 300k, you know, we know he's got some tries in him, and... You know, maybe a player that you would want to play in your side, but at least his job security is good, and you know, Melbourne are a decent side, so maybe him. Looked at his scores. He's he has four of his last five scores have been sub twenty: eleven, seventeen, fourteen, forty-seven, and nineteen. That is unbelievable. Like seriously, mate. He needs to he needs to up his work rate. Essentially, he's an athletic freak. He's a big. Solid athletic build, so I mean, based on those numbers, mate, I, I couldn't go near him. As you already know, that there's question marks around all of them. Rocco Berry's that bit more expensive, probably has the best job security if that's what you're after. But at the same time, he has two recent scores that haven't been terrific in 80 minute games. But I do rate Rocco Berry; he's good talent. So Matt, Rocco's probably the safest option for you. Junior Porga, Daniel Tupu's been named on the extended bench, so he, he could easily come in for Porga this week, um, if not this week, next week. So I think job security there is probably the question mark. Uh, Richie Kenner is interesting because playing on the right wing for the Bunnies, wonderful place to be, 259k, so he's also very cheap. Two great matchups against the Titans and Dragons, plus potential round 19 coverage if he, I mean, actually all of them, except Coates, I believe, uh, do have that round 19 coverage. So 
Ken is the one is it super playable in your 17 this week against Titans and then again against the Dragons and games later on up goes by Cowboys Warriors Bulldogs I mean maybe him but the job security is terrible there with Tane Milnes on the bench who I actually thought had been alright up until last week when he probably wasn't helped by Jed Cartwright having to play centre for the, the Bunnies and then there's also Isaac Thompson who could come in at any time so look if you're going for scoring upside good draw probably Kenner, but the job security is very poor. Be aware, if you're going for that job security and probably less scoring potential, then uh, probably looking at Rocco Berry. I will, of course, be uh, dropping the any updated tra- trade plans that do happen as a result of players not being, sorry, players being rested post-origin, so I'll drop those in the SC Playbook subscriber in the WhatsApp chat as they come to, as news comes over the course of the weekend. There might not be any resting, so we'll see how that goes. Next question comes from Will Sampson, and he asks, I've got Turbo and Teddy at the back, any advice? Uh, Tommy Turbo has to go for you, mate. I think he, I believe it was a Category 1 concussion in origin last night, so Tommy Turbo unfortunately now will, so he was on the bye this week anyway, I believe, I believe he misses round, so he misses round 14, Potentially misses round 15 if it was cat one, which means he'd go straight back into origin round 16. Even if he doesn't, he'd only get that one game in round 15 against the Dolphins for missing, likely missing round 16 to origin. And then I think, man, they have a relatively quick turnaround after origin too. So regardless, I, just, I can't see him backing up post-origin, provided he does play in game two, which I, I would imagine he would, uh, just because with his body, the quick turnaround would be too tough for him. So sell him. I'm also a Tom Treboy, uh, sorry, Tom Treboy, a James Tedesco owner. And with Teddy, I think, like, there's not a lot of sell great sell options this week. I've seen, and we spoke about it on the podcast on Tuesday night, the amount of Parramatta players that are being sold, or the amount of players from the most traded out this week that uh, all three of us on the panel disagreed with and, and thought they were hold. So I don't think there's a lot of obvious trade-out options for most teams this week. Jared Croker's obviously one of them who's been rested this week, then we'll play next week, but has peaked in price. So he's one, but James Tedesco is one that if he rests, I, I would imagine he backs up because the Roosters need wins and they've got the maximum turnaround on the Sunday. If Teddy does get rested, I think he's fine to sell because he'd miss round 14. Next week they play the Panthers and then he'd, I mean, God knows what's going to happen in round, I, I suspect, Despite all the, the conjecture of his position in origin, I reckon he'll be picked for game two, but that'd mean he'd miss round 16 as well. So I think Teddy's probably a sell there if he rests. If he doesn't rest, then uh, you can hold on to him. So, yeah, of those two, mate, sell Tommy Draboyevich. <laughs> Question from Rowan. Don't ask how I got here, but do I play Stags or Billy Smith? Mate, I would be playing Billy Smith against... The Bulldogs for sure. <laughs> Good luck. Billy Smith's right. I think he had a stinker last game, but I think if the Roosters can turn up fresh off the bye and, and put a few points on, Billy could be at the fore- not at the forefront of it. There'll be others there, but uh, he could score half okay. Whereas Staggs goes down to Shark Park into the Cronulla, and they're pretty well full strength. And just only Nico backing up from Origin, who played about 10 minutes. Question from Jakey. Thoughts on Turbo down to Buller this week. Have Kennedy's the other fullback conscious about round 17? I like it, mate. I think Buller's a terrific trade-in this week for, for play, uh, super coaches who have a fullback slot available to fill in. There's plenty more money to be made. He's got that big ton from his last game and he's rolling average for a bit longer. So there's money to be made. He plays round 16 and 19. 
the way I'm sitting with Buller is that I'll be holding obviously through into round 16, and then if you're concerned about round 17, uh, it's, you know you can potentially sell him or Will Kennedy after that round 16, despite them playing round 19. So reassess, but yeah, I think Buller's a great buy. Question from Leno: Is Pasami Solo a worthy option for the next month? Will we be my 18th player in case no one backs up? Mate, he's like, what is he? Second, third, fourth, or something? Most traded in player this week. I'm not that keen. I'm pretty surprised he's as high as he is. We look at Elliot Whitehead's due back in the next week or two. Hudson Young, I suspect, having only played 30 minutes in Origin, will back up against the Tigers. That's no inside information. I just, I think he will. Uh, so look, when Whitehead comes back, you've got Hudson Young and Whitehead on the edges, which means. Corey Horsburgh goes back to the middle where he plays anywhere from 60 to 70, well, probably 65, 70 minutes. Solo last week, we saw Seb Chrisgoff early. Nick Kotrick had to go on and play in the back line as a result of that. He was meant to be in that forward rotation. There was also Corey Harrow and Ira scarily went off early as well, about 15 minutes early. So I think Solo's minutes were heavily inflated. He hadn't played above 30 minutes in the five weeks prior. His minutes the five weeks prior were 18, 27, 21, 27, 28. In all that time, he scored it pretty well bang on a point per minute. So it's really chasing last week, I think. I'm not really keen on it. I get the dual position and whatnot, but yeah, not for me. I, I think you might find yourself stuck with another front row forward plotter. Could pay off, and if there's any Raiders injuries, we know you showed on the week that he can play bigger minutes, but not for me. Question from Matty O, which trade combo do you prefer, Luttrell to Buller and Pele to Tapanay, or Luttrell to Edwards and save the second trade? I like the first option, mate. I think Luttrell's definitely a sell. I mean, you're selling him either way, but I think Buller is a fantastic buy for all the reasons I just mentioned. Franklin Pele, uh, front row forward plotter, we don't need him in our supercoach side. Joe Tapanay, he was terrific last week, so... Looked the best he has all season, played good minutes, and yeah, I think he's a really solid buy with decent enough buy coverage. And on Dylan Edwards, look, he's a player with a good ceiling, he's a gun. I just, his buy coverage isn't the best. He plays around 16, but that is without basically the entire Panthers side. Round 16, I think Supercoaches are pretty well prepared for anyway, and, and numbers shouldn't be too much of an issue. Round 19, will be a bigger issue where he doesn't play. So I just think the fact that you're paying up 800k for him with a break-in of 136, it's a lot of money for a bloke who you know, he could punch out a 40 or a 50. I mean, he's had, what, a couple of 40s this year, a couple of 50s. So, yeah, I'm not that keen on, on Edwards. We know the upside in him. The dude's a gun footballer, but not at that price uh, for mine. So I'd be going with option A. Question from Tommy Adams. Turbo down to Kiraz, which allows me to then upgrade Kepi to iPad. Gives me good buy coverage and pod keepers with upside. Love it. Absolutely love it. And I'm sim- thinking similar enough trades at the moment. I'll get to my trades shortly. And I've actually got another super pod to throw in. Great week for, for pod point of difference players, I think. So, yeah, there's a few that I, I'm eyeing off and a little bit keen on. But, mate, I, I think they're terrific trades. Question from Rob. Matty Timiko, starting to leak cash and has a break-even of 139. What to do? Plays Tigers and Warriors the next two rounds. Was always trading him out for round 16. Do you recommend I sell now to Kiraz slash Ramian or hold for potential upside next two rounds? I think it's a relatively easy one there. A straightforward one, I should say. I wouldn't say it's an easy trade decision, but you mentioned the matchups. 
Next week against the Warriors in Cambridge, our Cocos 300th. The Raiders are going to be up for that. I'm really keen and really excited for that one. So great scoring potential games for Matty Timiko. So I think that he, if you're happy with your cash gen in your team and you're thinking, you know, I've cashed in on some good cheapies, I don't desperately need more cash, I would hold him, play for the points upside. Uh, it gives you another two weeks to look at, Ramian and, and Kiraz. If you're sitting there going, oh, I've missed out on some key cheapies and I, I need to generate a bit more, then yes, he probably is about to drop some decent cash, in which case you can flip him to either of those two. Uh, but yeah, I think I think you can hold Matty Timiko, ideally speaking. Guys, it was wonderful to have Gareth White from Sequel in last week for the podcast. A wonderful chat with him and a really great response came of that. And he had a lot of people that were doing it a little bit tough with their punting and trying to keep it in control, uh, reach out to him and he's spoken to them and he's really excited about it. And he's just, he's a good man who just wants to help people and is at the forefront of everything that he does. So um, thank you for the people that took the courageous step to, to take on, I suppose firstly acknowledge that they've got a bit of an issue with their gambling uh, and reached out to Gareth and his team. So guys, if you're sitting there and, you know, Origin was last night, a Wednesday night. A lot of us probably had a bit of a flutter on it. Uh, I know I, for one, did and, and sort of woke up this morning and went, bloody hell, Wednesday night, and I've already had a bit of a punt. No good for the record for anyone playing at home. Uh, you haven't even got to the Saturday races or the NRL games this week, and you might have put a little bit too much on, a bit more than you anticipated. You might have had your little same-game multi and gone, I'm done, then you've gone... Ooh, this bloke at 80 to 1 first try score, or this bloke at 200 to 1, Selwyn Cobbo, man of the match, uh, or Murray Tower Lungy, and all of a sudden you put 50 or 100 on. Uh, maybe that's a sign that you, you, it is getting a little bit out of control. So, guys, there's help available with Gareth and his team at Seacal. To get on in contact with him, you can hit them up at Instagram, direct message them at Seacal Gambling, that is C E C A L Gambling or one word, uh, direct message them there, completely private, confidential. You can also email them at gareth.w at sequel.org.au or phone them on 02 955 uh, All those details are in now the weekly wrap article on the SC Playbook website, so jump into that yeah, if you missed any of that information. Now, moving on. A question from Lucas. Hey, mate, with the lack of good cheapies this week, would you bring in Samuela Fino a week early? Thank you. Ooh. Look, I see the temptation, but probably not, mate. Just because he was okay last game. Didn't have a huge involvement, but, I mean, didn't do anything wrong, don't you know, but they got beaten by the Knights uh, relatively comfortably, I'd say. So just job security issues there. So if he isn't named to start next week, it makes him probably not a buy. So I think if you can, I'd be waiting on that one. Question from Andrew. Thoughts on Britton Nicara and Ronaldo Mulitalo on the hit list. Pick them over. Joey Manu and John Bateman slash Isaiah Papali'i. Good move. Great move, mate. Both super coach. Look, I'm not going to say they're super coach guns just yet because they're not. They're both having great seasons, but they've, they're good super coach players with gun potential uh, in a very red hot attacking Sharks outfit. Uh, but yes, I, I do think they're great buys. They've both, I believe, got relatively high break even. So I'm going to wait a couple of weeks because the Sharkies do have some a couple of tough matchups coming up, and I'll be eyeing for round 16. But uh, you know the the reward is often in going early on guys like this. So no knock on going early on those two. Question from Kirk: Would you go Gutho or Teddy to Buller to bank some extra money or save trades? Currently have only 17 this week pre trades. If I was trading either of Gutho or Teddy. Ooh, uh, 
I'd sell Teddy just because Gutho, such a great extra number for round 16 and round 19. Teddy, look, there's potential he doesn't back up this week. There's potentially doesn't back from the other up from the other Origin games, I should say. So, I think Gutho is the one. Yeah, I'd be holding on to Gutho. Question from Andrew: Is Latrell now a hold? Bullet is the other fullback. Yeah. So this is obviously off the back of the news that it was a very minor calf strain. He said he he could have potentially played this week, uh, but he basically ruled himself out, or they didn't want to push it. Fair enough. Why would they? I think he is a sell. And that is because, firstly, 813k is a lot of money on the pine. He's got a break-even of 149, so likely to lose a fair bit of cash when he does play, although we know he can hit 149 uh, in his sleep when he wants to, Trell. But, look, he misses round 14. He'll miss round 16 to origin. He may not back up after origin. He'll miss round 19 to origin and round 20 to the bye. So he's missing a lot of footy, and there's no guarantee that he plays the Dragons next week. Like... Let's say the Bunnies win against the Titans. They're favoured to do so. I think they will. The Bunnies will be essentially top of the table. And if there's a calf niggle there and Blake Taft's going well, they might not risk him against the Dragons the week after. I get the ceiling of him and some nice matchups. You know, after the bye in round 16 when he'll play Origin. Anyway, the Cowboys and Warriors. But I just think the risk of missing a lot of games, it's a lot of money out. So... Uh, for the one big score he might get you next week, I, I think he's worth selling Latrell Mitchell. If we do get word before the weekend, which seems unlike, very unlikely that he said, he comes out and said, I'll definitely be playing next weekend or something, then you can hold. But yeah, not for me. Question from Pete. Kepi to Kiraz or Sonny Luke to Little? Kepi to Kiraz. Love that. Question from Sammy, the great man who drops a lot of the late mail in the SC playbook. Subscriber on the WhatsApp thread, Sammy says, or Sammy asks, Hey mate, for the people that traded Cleary, asking for a friend, would you buy him back this round for the Saints matchup or wait until after Origin? Would be Katoa to get my four half, best halves back. Ooh, mate, that's it's tough because I, I think if the Blues won with the way the Panthers are going and whatnot, that Cleary and probably a few of the Panthers players would rest. I suspect Liam Martin and Isaiah Yo either rest or play significantly reduced minutes, but Nathan Cleary, after what he sort of copped after the game last night, he's going to want to play so badly and, and make up for that performance. So 892k, the Roosters next week, I mean, that's hardly intimidating, is it, the way the, the Roosters are going? Look, he's no guarantee to back up anyway this week. Uh so what he let's say he does back up, plays fourteen, fifteen, misses sixteen, set plays seventeen, eighteen, misses nineteen. Mate, I don't have strong thoughts either way because I don't want to say I don't want to say don't buy him, then he comes out and puts two hundred on the dragons, which he very well may do. But like I can see why why he'd obviously be keen to do it. But I suppose the thing is he's gotta get the molars out or something, he's got that gum teeth issue. So he's every chance to get rest. Not only just that, but I know he had a groin niggle earlier in the season that he was sort of managing a little bit. So just a strong chance to get rest over this period. So I would lean towards no, I wouldn't buy him back. But, mate, back your gut on that one because we know what he's capable of. Nico Hines becomes an interesting one because I have no idea whether he's going to be in origin camp for game two, but I don't really see what his... like. 
there was no value of him on the bench last night, essentially. We all know that. I think we probably knew that going into the game largely. And we sort of thought Freddie would have a plan for him. I don't think he did. I, I'm not stoked with that one anyway. It is what it is. But I think someone like Matty Burton would have been a better fit at 14. So if Freddie does pick, stick with a, a similar squad for game two, like, or make changes either way. I don't know if Nico will be there. He could be starting 5-8. Who knows? But he could be available for round 16, which which changes things a little bit. So I suppose in reference to the buying Cleary back, if you did buy Cleary and then Nico was... I don't know if you own Nico or not, but if Nico was to be available around 16, if you missed Origin, you could always go Cleary down to him then. So perhaps that's an option. All righty, let's punch through a few quick-fire questions before I get on to my trades and skippers for the week. Question from Dylan. Can I please get your thoughts on these two options? Gutho to Buller and Isaiah Katoa to Bateman. Meaning I need to move Schuster to 5'8", uh, at 5'8", and cop an AE. I only have 17, 18 players anyway. Or Gutho to Buller, Isaiah Katoa to Kiraz, and Josh Schuster to John Bateman. So a boost involved there. So you happy with how you set up for the, the rest of the buy period? The question goes on to say... So first things first, I would go option one if the Origin players back up and you've got numbers this week because those trades are fine, love them. And yeah, as I said, you've only got 17, 18 anyway. If, if Origin players don't back up, maybe that's where you look and you find yourself short and you want the extra number, then you could go down the route of the... You know what? No, I wouldn't do the boost because you're getting rid of Schuster who I think he's a handy enough uh, option for the next buy, buy round, any major buy round in round 16. He plays round 16 for Manly and has a break even of neg 20, so I think she's just a hold. So, yeah, mate, I'd be going option option A of those couple. Question from Tom. I have 18 for the week, including Cheekham and Peachy before trades. What do you think about Cheekham and Wilton for Eli Katoa and Isaiah Papali'i? Yeah, look, I like the iPad move. I spoke about him on the podcast as a big pod move during the week. I like that. I will say that... Teague Wilton and Ellie Katoa may be a little bit like for like. Teague has a way better buy schedule now that he's gotten through last weekend's buy. Ellie Katoa plays one of the next two major buy rounds. So, look, I would prefer own Ellie Katoa than Teague Wilton. However, if you're burning a trade for it with that, I think it's potentially one you can save there because Wilton could also easily outscore Ellie Katoa. Question from Blake Michaels. Currently have Sonny Luke as my 17th man this week. Would you advise advise trading out a Schuster or Croker this week to get another man in? Or bank the trades and cop a potential 10 to 20 point game? Ranked 1,000th with 19 trades left. Firstly, I think you can flip Croak. Uh, he's done a great job for us. Scored really well for us last weekend when we need him to. Made some good cash. But yeah, I think he can go. So I think trading Croker is absolutely fine. Secondly though, Sonny Luke... This is the period where maybe he shines a little bit and repays a bit of the faith of those who did hold. I say that because just the origin players. I think we're going to see Mitch Kenny spend more time at 13, which I think will mean more minutes in the bank for Sonny Luke. So I'd be tempted to hold Sonny Luke now and just see what his minutes look like. Um, but, I mean, potentially you could you could get rid of Croak regardless uh, and not worry about having to, to play Sonny Luke in your 17. Uh, but holding on to him to see if he can generate some cash and some points. Uh, and obviously he does play around 16-2, where he should play semi-decent minutes if Mitch Kenny spends more time at 13. Question from Rick Saunders. Is David Fafida a trade-out with no Foz and playing reduced minutes? He says, Fafida averages 97 with Foz playing, 76 without or when Foz got injured. Good numbers, mate. Rate that. Uh, the Foz effect. So good. Assuming lower minutes too, could look at an, uh, a 60-ish average over the origin period. 
Yeah, it's something that I'm really considering. I think if Fafita rests and after that uh, little knock to his melon, there is a chance that he does. Could play, could definitely play, and he did come back and, and pass his HIA. But at 9.42k, with I think you're right, even if he does play, I think he plays reduced minutes. Tough game against the Bunnies. He'll then miss round 16, round 19. Could easily rest after any of those games, although I do believe that the Titans have good, uh, pretty quick turn. Sorry, I believe they played the Sunday after those two origins, so that helps his cause for sure. But if there's no other obvious trade-outs in your side, you're getting maximum value for him. I think he plays reduced minutes this week at best. So look, if he plays, I think I'll hold on to him. But if he doesn't play, uh, I'll be looking to, to trade Dave Fafita. And regardless, I think he's a reasonable sell candidate. I, I, don't, I don't see you regretting it. Could be famous last words there. John T. Britton Nicara versus Sifa Talakai. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, uh, both uh, are... not that attack reliant, to be fair. You know what? At a... Imagine he'd be at a fair bit cheaper rate, Sifa Talakai. So Sifa's at 6.43, so he's about 60-odd K cheaper. So you're paying a bit for him. Look, his base of 34 for a centre is outstanding. I think there's more attacking stats on the horizon. I would lean towards Sifa Talakai, but, mate, it's, you're splitting hairs a little bit there. I think they're both great buys. Question from Michael. Really torn between Meany, Kiraz, Talakai, and Kennedy for a Trell slash Miller replacement. I've done the stats on them for the next six weeks, but can't pinpoint the best option. I think that we look at prices there, and Meany, Talakai, Kennedy are all quite expensive. I think Kiraz has bottomed out. He's so cheap, about, what, 483k or so. I think he's great value, plays 16 and 19, I think Kiraz at the price is the buy there. Now, even if he doesn't quite outscore the other guys, which he very easily could, uh, I think because you get him so much cheaper, I think Kiraz is the play, and I'm a big fan of him this week. Question from Andrew, is it Ockenbore time? I don't think so, mate. Uh, I don't love his job security. They're short a little bit of an edge back rower, but, I mean, TPJ's having an extended bench, so how that impacts that, look, when he played on the wing, he, he had his issues and he was only okay. He has been good in the back row. I need to give him credit since he's moved moved into the back row on the edge. Tries in the last two weeks and he's he's played decent minutes, 15-55, 357k, negative 11 break even. Mate... I'm not going near Jade Nockenbore. If he can lock down a spot and continues to score well and I'm wrong, I'll happily cop it, but uh, I can't see myself bringing or even looking at bringing Nockenbore into my Supercoach side. James, question from James. Thoughts on those with Dillbags and Schuster at 5'8"? Do we take a Sonny AE or is making two trades to move Manu to 5'8 a better option with no clear trade-outs? Nah, mate. Uh, look, I would take the Sonny Luke AE for sure and for the reasons I mentioned before that I think Sonny maybe actually scores all right this week. You also need to look at, if even if he was going to play sort of semi-regular minutes, which haven't been the best, if the Panthers do, let's say the Panthers players do all back up the origin contingent, you'd think they put a bit of a score on the Dragon, surely, uh, in which case there'll be a few early showers, and Sonny Luke, I think, gets more minutes. So I think he can dish out even a 30-odd for you this week, if not plenty more than that. So, uh, and, and regards, even if he did get his 
15, 20 points and doesn't get the minutes, I wouldn't be making, burning two trades uh, just to get that extra slightly more points this week. So, yeah, I'd hold fire. People are all in the same boat this week. Like 80% of us are battling for numbers this week. There'll be ads. Darussi had his stats on the podcast on Tuesday night, and I think it was something like of the top 100 and top 1,000 and so on ranked Supercoach teams. They were on average had about 16.6 players, I think the number was, before trades, but that was also including a player like Valence Tafade who might play four minutes off the bench and any bench plotters in there as well. So, and not including origin players that could get rested. So, look, there's a lot of teams going to be playing short this week realistically, so don't panic. Question from Ads Is Walsh a sell through the origin period? Already have Buller? Mm, I'd be. Let's have a look. See how now six forty nine k break even one fifteen. Sharkies this week. Knights next week at Suncorp. Love that matchup. Buy in round sixteen where he'd be on Origin duties anyway. Then comes back into the Titans and the Dolphins. Then the buy around nineteen. So look, he misses. That's a great buy buy coverage draw for him. So provided he backs up this week. Uh, in a tough game, it's the Sharkies. I know the break-even's high, but there's some really nice matchup around there. Round 20 as well, after third origin, he plays the, the Broncos play the Doggies. So it's a nice draw. He will be so confident coming out of origin camp. Broncos fans will be so excited at that. So uh, I think I'd hold on to, to Reese Walsh. Alrighty, on to my trades for round 14. Now, I, I know around about what I'll be doing, but... It is very pendant on Origin players backing up or not. The only player that is an obvious sell in my team right now that I'm happy to sell is Jared Croker. Obviously, plays in the first game of the round, which is an ideal. I will. I'll go through three players that I'm keen to bring in. I won't bring in all three, but put it this way: say if all Origin players back up, my numbers are good. I'll be fine and, and happy days. In which case, I'll probably only make one trade. If Play Origin players start pulling out, you know, two or three of them. Uh, I will definitely be making a second trade. I would say more than likely there will be Origin players rest or play reduced minutes, like for feeder, whatever. In which case, I will be using my second trade. But who I trade out has a big impact on who I trade in because if say for feeder backs up on his name to start, James Tedesco is backs up and obviously he would start. They're players that I'll hold on to. But if one of them doesn't, well, then that person will go straight away. So here's what I'm thinking. Jared Croker probably out. If Tedesco or David Fafida are out, I'll look to flip one of them guys. One of them, Brian Toto's the other one. If Brian Toto doesn't back up, obviously playing in the last game of the round, so that makes it a little bit tricky. But uh, he would be also on the chopping block for me. All three of those guys will miss a lot of games over the next you know, month to six weeks. Uh, if they don't back up this week. So I'd be happy to cut one of them. If all of them back up, Phoenix Crossland could be on the chopping block, and I'll tell you why. Another super pod that I've eyed off this week. Jerome Hughes. We spoke about him on maybe the SC Paper Podcast or Beers and Breakevens or one of them, but the more I look at little Jerome Hughes, the, the more excited I get. So his ownership is very, very low. Just going through... Adds Darussi's true player ownership stats on the playbook website now. And he's got 
Jerome Hughes is at 0% ownership amongst the top 100 teams through to the top 20,000. So essentially nobody owns him. He This is only priced at 543k. He's basing 25, whatever, it's all right. Draws good. Cowboys this week. Sharks next week at Amy Parker. Sharks are very good, but the defense has been leaky at times. Then the Tigers plays round 16. Then Manly round 17. Uh, Panthers round 8, that's a tough one, but it's a pretty good draw. He's so cheap. He averaged 69 last year, 73 the year before. And if we go through Jerome Hughes, he's like the 48th most traded player. Trades really surprised me this week, I'll be honest. I, I thought a few of these guys that I'd sort of chatted about on the podcast might have been a little bit higher when I, when I saw their names. But Jerome Hughes, always a great buy, um, period player. Averaging 56 this season, he's really cheap. He has had, what's he had? So he's only scored two tries this season. They're in rounds two and three. In those games, he scored 90 and 68. He's only had five try assists. I shouldn't say only, but four of them have come in the last two weeks. So in the first, his first seven games or so, he had one try assist. Last two weeks, he's had two rounds, I should say. He's had four try assists for scores of 77 and 63, but still making decent amount of tackles. Still busting tackles. He's pretty well-rounded in that a bit like... He's obviously not as good as them. And his role isn't as dominant as Nico Hines or Nathan Cleary, but he does bust tackles. He's a ball-running half. He gets forced dropouts. He can get the occasional offload here or there, although he hasn't been offloading at all of late. But at all, you know, he creates. He runs the ball. The thing, the big thing that is missing compared to them two is goal-kicking. So, like, what? In those years, the last two years where he averaged 73-69, if he goal-kicked, I know it's near if he doesn't, so it's stupid, but you know he'd be 80-plus probably both years. So at a bottom dollar for him, just about, with great coverage, if Munster misses any games over Origin or even Harry Grant, he will play a far more prominent role in attack. So I'm pretty keen on him. Um, whether or not it's this week or in a couple of weeks' time, I'm not sure. As I said, because I've got... Currently 135k in my cap, so I can go Phoenix Crossland straight to him, but that would mean I don't really have anyone to flip Jared Croker to, so that's why I'm um, a little bit uh, general on it in that I don't know if I'm going to have extra cash to free up via Fafida or Teddy or one of these sort of guys, so he's one that I'm eyeing off. Isaiah Papali'i, I spoke to him about at depth in the podcast during the week, but a proven supercoach performer. The last two years, average of 79 and 78. He's averaging 56 this season with next to no attacking stats to his name. He's basing 47, solid. Uh, only 31 basing against the Cowboys. That's because there was a million tries scored. There's, we know there's attack in him. The Tigers are on the improve. They've got a decent draw coming up. So I like Isaiah Papali'i. And the third one who I've already spoken about is Jacob Kiraz, who I think is dirt cheap. So I think... Probably any two of those three will be coming into my team this week. Uh, that's where we're at. Captains, I'll be getting essentially a free crack at the VC loop. I'll also get two goes at it. Cody Walker, I think he's the man. The trail out, he'll be the go-to at the Bunnies even more so than usual. And I think he's a higher chance at even more tries because the trail's not sweeping and taking a lot of them off him. So Cody Walker, VC... <clears throat> I'm going to keep my captaincy a little bit flexible going into the Sunday, currently on Nathan Cleary. But if Cody Walker doesn't perform, then we can go Cleary on the Sunday, 
evening against the Dragons. If Cleary was to pull out, uh, Joey Manu Sunday, 2 p.m. Roosters versus Doggies. So that's what we're looking at. Guys and girls, thank you for tuning in. That is it for the SC Playbook Question and Answer podcast for this week. Have a lovely weekend and good luck to your Supercoach teams. Cheers.